0: On 1031 The Wave, talking Weaver State Wildcats with the coaches, players, and fans. Brought to you by Far Better Ice Cream,
1: celebrating a century of serving you. It's not just ordinary, it's far better. And now, here's your host, Steve Klauke. A very pleasant good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Far Better Sports Show. We're located at the Far's downtown Ogden at 21st and Grant. Later in the program, we'll be joined by new head football coach of the Wildcats, Mickey Mental, Stephen Verplanken, the second-leading scorer on the Wildcat men's basketball team, and Nate Levine, one of the assistant coaches for Valeta Harris's women's basketball team. But we start off with Weber State Athletic Director Tim Crompton. And Tim, first of all, thanks for joining us. And, uh, you know, as I was joking with uh, Mike over here earlier, that would have been uh, appropriate on a night like tonight if the Wildcats had a swim program to bring the swimming coach over because you have to almost do the backstroke to get here. He's coming down.
2: And there's no <laughs> doubt about it. And as always, thank you for being here and thank for, thanks to the Wave for hosting the show and and, and thanks Farz Ice Cream for having us. And uh, it's always, always fun here. I just, I think I, I, I gained 10 pounds just from breathing in the, the
1: scent of the, the waffle cones and the ice cream and everything.
2: There's no short of shortage of good things to have here. There is no no doubt about that.
1: (laughs) Uh, Good things happening right now at Stewart Stadium. I saw where the uh, construction is underway for the renovation of the east side of the stadium as well as a a, a new track and I know you've got to be excited about that.
2: We're excited to get that project underway. I know that in in administration in in particular Vice President Norm Tarbox has been working for quite some time to get this project off the ground for years. And it's finally—it's just good to see him up there digging down the the hillside, and and when it will be completed, it's 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 up in the air. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts there. But as you mentioned, we'll be replacing the whole east side with new bleachers, the concourse in the middle of it, new track, two new fields. Should be a. Uh, uh, really exciting for our student-athletes and our fans. Yeah, I was going to ask
1: you, what's, uh, when the, the fan comes out for the first game, guessing if it's ready, That uh, sounds from what you described that the, the new uh, concourse over on the side, obviously maybe some concessions, really going to make things uh, a lot nicer for the folks on that side of the stadium.
2: Well, it'll be a, an upgrade. That's the old, that, that, until they started tearing it down, was the oldest structure on campus. So it'll be a lot nicer and a lot more fan-friendly and it'll be some an area up there that we can have concessions. Uh, and don't ask me again when it's going to be completed. I, I just I just don't know for sure.
1: It will be done when it's done. That's correct. <laughs> well, that's uh, certainly something uh, to look forward to. Anything else uh, on the horizon as far as athletic instruction?
2: I think that's enough for us right now. You know, we are replacing the floor in the Swenson for volleyball, a brand-new floor, and I know that Coach Larson is excited about that.
1: Um, as far as uh, the, the winter sports are concerned, everybody's uh, underway. Uh, men's basketball, a tough loss on Saturday. But uh, uh, before that, we've really seen uh, Eric Duff and his staff really get this team together and showing progress on a night-by-night basis.
2: I don't think there's any doubt that as the season's gone on, you've seen his stamp on that team. They've, they've improved as, as they've gone through non-conference, and as they started conference at home, three games at home, go two and one. And pretty excited for the, for his team and for his staff.
1: Yeah, how about uh, the recognition and rightfully so that a guy like Dylan Jones brings to the program? Uh, uh, another double double on Saturday. Uh, he's, he was uh, last week or the week before, I should say, uh, fifth time Big Sky Player of the Week, National Player of the Week for mid majors. Uh, he is a jack of all trades out there.
2: Well, Dylan Jones is a special individual, not just a special athlete. We're we're lucky to have him at Weber State. He's a tremendous representative of our student-athletes, for student-athlete, um, just just couldn't say enough about Dylan Jones.
1: And I, I know that he's been very active on campus and things other than sports.
2: Absolutely. He's a sack rep, and he's a, tr- he's a great student, and just, just a bright future ahead of Dylan Jones.
1: Uh, we mentioned uh, in the open that uh, Nate Levine, assistant coach for the women's team, will be uh, joining us. And uh, they've, they're having some rough go right now, but uh, we saw some progress early on. They were 4-4 four and four at one point, one two out of 3 in a tournament at Providence. And I think part of it is just working in a couple of players who are uh, uh, coming off of injuries who missed the first 10-12 games of the year.
2: No, they had a really nice non-conference season to start. Yeah. And then get into to conference and to start your first three games on the road that 's tough to do, so we 're excited to get them back at home this weekend and let them get on the on the other side of the column.
1: It was nice though that uh, almost all, if not all the uh, in state uh, matchups for
2: them were at home, especially uh, against the nationally ranked uh, Utah team And Utah's pretty good so yes. and it, but it is it is it it is fun for Our student athletes and our institution to have our in-state schools come and compete on our floors and and on our fields.
1: You know, one of the other things uh, I just popped into my head that I noted on Saturday was, uh, and I hadn't seen this for a while, and I kind of like it, the fact that, and the fans loved it, uh, uh, taking advantage of the fact that 500 Dylan Jones posters were were given out, and uh, it gives them uh, even greater connection to the team.
2: Anything we can do to promote Promote any of those student athletes, in particular Dylan Jones. Like I had mentioned earlier, he, he's just everything you would want in a student athlete. So it's fitting that there should be a poster of him that's passed out.
1: And it's it's great to see. him. I don't know. I, I always if it, 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 either um, Quick Change, uh, uh, Red Panda, or Jeans Golden Girls, the best halftime
2: shows around. But we we aim to please. And and the. And yeah. No, that last game was a lot of fun.
1: Well, well the scary thing for me is now uh, the, the jeans Golden Girls are
2: are my age now. Some of them. <laughs> I don't even know how to comment on that one. I, I yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's rough when you get to be 50 years old, I understand. No, 50,
1: right. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen 50. Uh, talking with Tim Crompton, Athletic Director at Weaver State. You know, it, I mentioned it briefly during the game, and uh, this may be a little bit of a curveball for you, but Saturday was the 134th birthday weber state university and it's done a lot uh, in all of those uh, years 134 years and uh, certainly athletics uh, has been a big part of the growth of the university
2: i think athletics play a big role in many institutions and and we're no different than that and and I'm proud to be at Weber State and, and to be a part of it in any timeline on the 134 years and certainly have some family history there and you know, my father and my grandfather my great-grandfather. So Weber State is a special place. You know, uh, we were talking about the weather
1: earlier. It's raining. Obviously, a lot of snow on the mountains, something that we really need. But lo and behold, spring sports started practicing today. Softball uh, at the Marquardt Center already uh, working out and getting ready for their season.
2: Well, we've got that brand new tarp over there in field, so hopefully that's mm-hmm. working extremely well for them. But we're excited to get the, the spring sports underway. Our softball team is uh, has a tradition of excellence as you know, coach Amcor and, and her staff and all of the returning players. Uh, I know they can't wait to get started and they start that se- you know their season not here. Mm-hmm. And if, nope. if I were to choose a, a team to follow and travel, that would be the one cuz they seem to find a lot of warm places this yes. time of year. But we look forward to seeing them uh, get their season underway. And I know they've worked hard in the offseason through the fall. And um, they have high expectations for themselves.
1: And it's interesting. Uh, they don't shy away from competition and non-conference play. One of the events that they are attending and playing in is uh, in Norman, hosted by uh, uh, one of the great perennial powerhouses of softball, University of Oklahoma.
2: Yeah, they've been pretty good. I'd say so. They've been pretty good. But to your point, Coach Amacor and her program, they just want to be they want to be able to play the best teams possible and they know that that does prepare them for when they get into their own conference season and
1: uh women's tennis say was announced today picked to finish second uh this year the men sixth in the big sky so some uh, uh some good uh opportunity for uh for uh coach uh, marianne and for coach brant
2: well they had a tremendous season last year and the year before that when it was I think that was the year before that it was cut short mm-hmm. and they were on a roll I think they were undefeated in conference when uh, COVID cut their season short so we're looking forward to them bringing the Big Sky trophy home like they did last year but maybe do it in the tournament as well
1: you know uh, it, it's one of those things uh, I always act to ask uh, I used to ask uh, Coach Ray and I asked Coach Hill and I'll ask Coach Mental when, uh, when he's here and I, talking to uh, uh, some of the other coaches, Coach Duff um, when you're at an event and watching the game I know you've got a lot of things going on with, while you're there but can you watch a game as a fan or are you watching as a coach are you watching as an administrator or can you let loose and watch
2: as a fan that might be the trickiest question you asked me to date <laughs> you know, just all depends on uh, I'm, if, I'm asking, if I'm answering that question for myself it just depends on Whether we're at home, Mm -hmm. if we're at home, obviously there's a lot of moving parts for us to be able to produce those games, regardless of the sport, and so it seems like it's a little harder to watch the game and and just be a fan and enjoy it, though I try my hardest, and we have such a great staff, they allow me to do that more than they're able to do that. When we're on the road, obviously I don't have to be responsible for any of those things, any of the, the, the operations or the productions of the event therefore i am able to watch the game more as a fan now if i'm at an event with my wife she seems to think that i should be more of a fan um and uh so that's a that's a whole different dynamic
1: i was, I was just curious i know you you were pretty uh, active as a fan uh, when we were at uh, the uh, volleyball match at montana state this year
2: hey, volleyball is intense it is. I, 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 can, I have to say that of all the sports, I mean, they're all exciting and, and they all have their intensity, but volleyball is, is an exciting sport and we have an exciting team. So it's hard for me to relax during the volleyball games. I almost want to walk out into the parking lot and come back and check, and, but boy, they're fun to watch. Uh, You know, it's really grown on me, and I have told Coach Maya many a time that uh, I'll
1: be sitting in my living room maybe on a Thursday night, and there'll be uh, an NFL game on television. I'll sit in my recliner and have the NFL game on TV, and then I'll have his match on my
2: phone. Those kids are so athletic. Mm -hmm. And like I said, the game moves so quickly. It's It's just a great sport.
1: It really is. It really is, and it's a great program that uh, Coach Larson has. Uh, Tim, I always appreciate especially on a night like this coming out, and uh, I know you'll uh, enjoy some ice cream or that uh, delicious caramel apple that you lean towards. have to get the caramel
2: apple. I have to get the caramel apple. Wouldn't it be right if I didn't? And, once again, thanks again for everything you do for Weber State Athletics, Steve. Love it. Absolutely love it. All right, that's uh, Tim Crompton, uh, Athletic
1: Director, Mickey Mentzel, head football coach, will be joining us next. This is the Far Better Sports Show here on one oh three one The Wave we can all agree on one thing and that's everyone
0: loves ice cream far better ice cream has been a part of your family serving
3: flavors and smiles for over a century welcome back to a far better sports show on 103.1 the wave with your host steve
1: claukey and Welcome back to the Far Better Sports Show, located at the Far Better Ice Cream Mill location at downtown Ogden. That's 21st and Grant here in downtown Ogden. Come down and enjoy some ice cream or have one of the Tim Crompton specials, the candy apples or caramel apples that they have here, and uh, enjoy that as well as some Weaver State conversation. Our thanks to Tim for stopping by and joining us right now, the new head football coach, the Weaver State Wildcats, Mickey Mental Coach, welcome. First time you've been on the show as the head coach, we uh, welcome you there. And uh, did you fathom, Mike, when we had you on last year's before the season and uh, you were just coming into town, you were named the offensive coordinator? Did you ever have fathom that this was going to happen so fast and now you're the head coach?
3: You never think it's going to happen this fast, but you know, I'm grateful and uh, appreciative, obviously, the administration and uh, our coaching staff and the players to obviously make it happen. Uh, obviously, when You come to work for Jay Hill, you kind of have in the back of mind he's going to eventually move on at some point in time. With all the success, and he's a great coach. So learned a lot of great things from him, and and wish him the the best. Obviously, can can you maybe
1: put your finger on one in particular, one thing that you learned from him that uh, you'll you'll always remember?
3: Uh, be aggressive. Mm -hmm. Don't leave anything you you practice uh, uh, not called. Call, if you practice, it, call it, so uh, I appreciate it, and just, just a great man, how to, you know, obviously, um, you know, separate football and family and, and all the little things, um, but, you know, he'll be very successful at BYU.
1: How important was it uh, that you were able to uh, get uh, the majority of the, of the coaching staff to uh, stick around and be a part of uh, Weaver State football?
3: Oh, uh, it's It's huge. Uh, It's one of the reasons I came to, obviously, Weber State in the beginning is great people. Uh, Obviously, uh, you know, to keep that staff intact is a big bonus for me um, to be successful uh, here at Weber.
1: Not only a a staff that stays intact, but a staff that went out and uh, uh, hit the recruiting trail uh, very hard once the, uh, the season was over with after the loss at Montana State.
3: Absolutely, you know we, we signed uh, four young men, which we're very excited, and obviously we go back to work now. Uh, now the dead period is about over, so very, uh, very excited to get back on the road and, and continue these relationships with these high school coaches and players.
1: You know, it's, it's been interesting. There's been a lot of talk, and uh, I think it was uh, somebody from the NCAA Suggested that uh, maybe the time has come to eliminate the early signing period and wait till after all the uh, the season is done for everybody before you you go out there. What what side of the fence do you fall on?
3: Uh, uh, I like it where it's at right now. Okay. I think if we uh, wait, it'll be mass chaos these last three or four weeks, and that's not fair to kids who try trying to make the their biggest decision of their life and make it make make it for the right reasons.
1: Yeah, obviously a big part of uh, college football, all of college athletics today is the uh, transfer portal, and it was uh, I would think it's a big plus that uh, uh, he entered in, into the uh, transfer portal. I know he, got, uh, he posted on uh, social media that he had gotten a couple of offers along the way, but uh, Keelan Weiser made a nice uh, 180 and decided to stay a wildcat.
3: Yeah, I mean, we, we talked uh, almost every day um, since I've been the head coach here. And me and Kai have a, a, a special relationship, and obviously he's ready to do back, come back and compete and uh, be the best version of himself. But uh, I like where we're at as a whole quarterback room as well. Uh, we got a lot of good players coming back.
1: Certainly a situation that he didn't want to be in, but uh... – uh, he actually uh, he, he looked very good uh, in that uh, last uh, quarter or so up in Bozeman after uh, after uh, Bronson got hurt and uh, hopefully that's a
3: sign of things to come. Absolutely, I mean uh, Kai Kai is a gunslinger, so um, there's no throw he can't make. He's uh, you know he's gonna put it all on the line. I, I know that and that's uh, that's what I love about him. Um, so we're we'll getting right right back to work here this week and, and ready to roll. You know, uh, I've got
1: to ask, uh, one of the things you mentioned in your press conference was that you are going to retain your position as the offensive coordinator and, and call the plays. What's the What's the thought process there?
3: Uh, I'd lose my mind if I didn't coach ball. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of coaching as a head coach, is there? No, you're a CEO uh, for the most part. Uh, trying to raise money and all that, and am mm-hmm. not to that stage of my career yet. So uh, I love calling plays. I love affecting uh, the game and X's and O's. Uh, that's why I got into it and obviously impact young men's lives.
1: I know I talked to you about it in the interview that we did for a basketball halftime show, but for those who, who didn't get a chance to, to hear that conversation, what are your uh, uh, thoughts after your first year of the
3: Big Sky? It's heck of a league. you got to come ready to play each and every week. Um, you know. It's fun. It's fun to be challenged each and every week. And, and I, you know, I look forward to, obviously, um, competing in the big sky this year.
1: By the way, your Cavs are up, too, midway through the first quarter.
3: This guy, he's from Ohio, so he's a big Cleveland Cavalier fan of the
1: Cavs. Playing the Jazz tonight, the uh, return of Donovan Mitchell uh, to Vivid Arena. I, I know you probably would rather be there than here right now. But, oh,
3: no uh, way. <laughs> D-Mitch is going to go for 72 tonight. Well, so. uh, beat, beat his record
1: from the other night. Uh, I hope
3: so. Yeah, uh,
1: it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how it all comes about. Um, as far as uh, the team is concerned, uh, when you go back out on the road, what's uh, the biggest needs right now?
3: I think you just try to, you know, Add talent wherever you can. You know, I I like the team we have coming back. we got a lot of good leadership coming back, uh, good veterans. Um, I think it's just now about adding talent and adding the right pieces rather than looking at specific needs. It's more about quality over quantity right now.
1: You have to be uh, proud of the fact that basically five guys uh, made several uh, All-American teams this year. It was uh, uh, fun to watch that uh, particular group grow.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously Noah, Noah is a, a staple, cornerstone in the old line And, you know, Abraham Williams, mm-hmm. hopefully people kick to him still. Right, um, right. Yeah, as, as we go, and then obviously Cam, Eddie, and uh, uh, Max um, are, are really, really special talents. And then Winston Reed, so um, looking to have those guys back, making my job easier.
1: You know, when you took over as the offensive coordinator, I'm sure you, you looked at each position uh, group. And uh, you had to probably take a step back and go, wow, when you first had a look at uh, the offensive line that uh, Coach Myers had put together.
3: Yeah, it's a special group. Uh, obviously, Noah, Ethan, Jordan, Jake, uh, Gavin, the freshman coming in and ready to play. And then, obviously, what George Barrera and, and Melike Tatiola did Uh That We had a lot of good depth, and obviously we hope to continue that this year.
1: You know, it's interesting, uh, particularly more so at the college level than, say, the National Football League. But, you know, usually you get a uh, a group of linemen together like that, and uh, they get labeled sometimes. This group is is more of a a pass-blocking group. This group's more of a run-blocking group. This particular group, I thought, did both equally well.
3: Yeah, I think, you know, as a play caller, you know, everybody talks about getting the quarterback in the rhythm. Well, how do I get my offensive line in the rhythm? And I think that's where the RPO um, helps a lot because you're still run blocking at a high rate. Um, but you're also not running into bad boxes, um, so I think the guys like it. Uh, I know, I know we got a little bit more room to grow. Uh, we got a couple more points to score each and every game, but uh, I like the foundation we let or we laid this um, this past season. Uh, when does spring ball? When does spring practice begin? Uh, I think it's third week of March. Third week
1: of March, and yeah. uh, so that's not that far away. So right now it's probably probably game planning each day.
3: Uh, finish up this recruiting class and then right right back to game planning uh, watching a couple of top top offenses in the country, see what they're doing and, and obviously uh, add from what we did last year. So, uh, very excited. Uh,
1: were you as surprised that I was obviously with the end result uh, on Sunday, uh, maybe I shouldn't be as surprised, but at the time were you surprised at how uh, South Dakota State manhandled Montana State?
3: Uh, no. Um, I think... It's a little surprising because Montana State's a very, very, very good team. Uh, Well coached, a lot of respect for what they do. Um, But any given, it's about health and obviously being lucky and I think having to travel the first time on the road and, you know, uh, I think that's the biggest thing because they've been at home and they're they're darn good at home. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, never shocked in college football, no matter who it is. Uh, They're both good teams and, and...
1: I know one thing, uh, they better not switch the game to Sunday next year because last year they had 11 million people watching the FCS championship game and because it was the same time as the NFL games yesterday, or excuse me, Sunday, uh, it was just barely over a million. That needs to be played on Saturday.
3: I agree, uh, but that's obviously what my base game yeah, Mine as well, yes. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully we're down in Frisco. Uh,
1: that was uh, quite the surprise. I, Okay, let me rephrase that. It wasn't as big a surprise as some people thought, but I didn't think that Georgia would manhandle TCU as much as they did last night.
3: No, I don't ever think you, you think somebody's going to win by that much, but obviously when you when you have a quarterback that's been there before and a team that's been there before, it helps. But two tremendous teams, what TCU did this year was, uh, was fun to watch.
1: Got to ask you the same question I asked him, and that is, when you are sitting at home or in your office, and you got a football game on TV uh, Whether it's a Sunday NFL game a Saturday college game or whatever Can you watch it like a fan or do you watch it like a coach and try to find things to use during the season?
3: I believe it or not, I don't try to watch a lot of football outside the really? office Yeah, I try to try to steer away, have a little bit of separation, but Obviously, you, you watch uh, teams that you think do things well offensively for me, obviously, the past couple of years. And, hey, you're going to be a coach eventually. Like You should have kept it or should have pulled it on that one. but um, Just little <laughs> stuff like that, but you try to just enjoy
1: it. What's the one thing you missed not being a head coach after you were at Notre Dame that you're looking forward to getting back to doing now is that you're a head coach again?
3: I don't know i think coach hill let me do a good amount <laughs> mm-hmm. of, of what i wanted to do uh, i think it's you know i think interacting with everybody on the team is, uh, is the most beneficial thing as a head coach uh you know being able to talk to the d-line the linebackers you know secondary specialists all those guys that you don't usually interact with on a daily basis um i think it's always enjoyable to hear what they got going on in their their life
1: of the course uh uh, always a tough uh, schedule in the big sky and uh, you already know that you have uh, uh, Road games at Northern Iowa and Utah uh, as far as uh, your non-conference schedule still one more spot to fill on that and then they do you a favor quote-unquote, uh, and let you open at home against Montana State in the big sky, so uh, uh, you, you get thrown right into the fire early on.
3: Wouldn't rather have it any other way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, Coach, again, uh, congratulations on the job. Appreciate all you do, and uh, look forward to uh, spring practice.
3: Absolutely. Thanks for having me again. All
1: right, that's head coach Mickey Mental. We'll be back with Stephen Verplanken for the men's basketball team right after this time out. You're listening to the Far Better Sports Show on 103.1 The Way. Welcome back to a far better sports show on 1031
3: The Wave with your host, Steve Klauke.
1: And welcome back to the Far Better Sports Show Broadcasting live from the downtown Fars location At 21st and Grant here in Ogden Come on by, enjoy some great ice cream As well as some Weaver State conversation on this rainy night Let's uh, switch gears, talk a little hoops right now With uh, Stephen Verplanken of the men's basketball team Averaging just over 12 points a game in his first year as a Wildcat And Stephen, I have to ask you the question I ask all first-time guests And that is, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream?
0: Um, Favorite flavor? Probably melon. I'm a fruity mel- guy. Melon. Mel- so.
1: I think they do have a melon ice cream here. I'm going to go try it right now. <laughs> right, right after we're done, I'm well, getting these. Okay, good, 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 good. Uh, First year with Weber State, how has the adjustment been?
0: Man, it's been amazing. I love it. I love it. Like, it's everything, like, I envision visiting the school. Like, the support staff, the community, the basketball, the coaches, everything. I love it. So I really can't complain. Like, the adjustment's been easy because Coach Duff's, like, He's big on experience. I've had experience. He trusts me. I trust him. I trust my teammates. They believe in me. I think we have like a really cohesive group. Like we like each other. We talk a lot. We hang out a lot. So uh, honestly, it's been it's been easy and uh, lovely so far.
1: Quite the, the road for you though. You started off in Division Two and then uh, Southern Illinois University uh, in uh, Carbondale, and then uh, here at Weber State. Uh, uh, how how have you gone from one place to the other? How's it been?
0: Man, it was uh, it's been like a roller coaster honestly cuz like I was a uh, Division 2, didn't have any offers out of high school. Division 2, we'll go to Glenville. And I didn't want to go to Glenville. Like I didn't want to take the visit. I took it cuz one of my best friends actually took, went on the visit with me. Okay. We were both recruited and man, I fell in love with the place. Glenville was amazing. Like the people, again, the people, the community, the coaches, the teammates were amazing. And then COVID hit, the world was shut right. down and I was sitting in the couch at my host family's place and I was like, man, I I don't know, should I stay? I, I know I can transfer up, should I stay or, or leave? You know, Division I was always my dream. Decided to leave and uh, SLU, man, like, I've had, like, I made friends for life there. I've met, like, my best friends in life all, all all there. And on the basketball court, I just didn't feel like I could be myself. It was a lot of ups and downs. Like, you know, it's, it happens it's just the way it is and... But I still enjoyed my time at Carbon though, made amazing made, met amazing people. And also credit to that coach. They taught me a lot about the game. Like I wasn't very defensive minded. Mm-hmm. Before I came there, they taught me a lot of like how to see X's and O's, what plays to run, all that. So like it was really beneficial for my basketball career. But like I saw it as like I needed another step somewhere else that I could show some other skills, be more of myself to eventually turn a pro that was my mm-hmm. goal. And I came to Weaver State and like it was funny because I was talking about that the other day came to Weber State, and it's like it's like the Division One Glenville. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it here. I love the community. Like, I wake up every day, and it's a joy to be here. I feel like I have an opportunity to be I have, I have a of trust. I believe, and I love that, you know. And just with the history here, like, all the pros coming through, all the wins, mm-hmm. all the big sky titles, all the times we're going to the NCAA. I, I want to experience that at Weber State, you know, so
1: yeah uh you know i think we were in i think we we're cal poly at uh right before shoot around we were talking at length for the first time really and uh the fact that uh, you uh grew up in the dominican republic and then at nine years old you moved to belgium and i i i joked on the air that if you hadn't moved to belgium you'd be throwing a slider <laughs> instead of shooting three pointers but uh, you told me that uh, when you were growing up there baseball wasn't in your blood no it
0: wasn't man like all my cousins played uh, baseball, and uh, actually two of my cousins signed with minor league teams mm-hmm. in the States, in Atlanta and in New York, and I never picked it up. I was playing soccer in the Dominican mm-hmm. Republic, if that explains what well. You know, okay. like, it didn't really match, <laughs> No, <laughs> you know. But then, like, I came to the States, and I was close to St. Louis, like, about mm-hmm. two hours, and mm-hmm. uh, one of my people I met down in the, Southern Illinois is like, We'll go to a Cardinals game, man. I loved it. I got me an known person like Cardinals jersey. I'm oh, wow. wear one of these days. Like, I'm a big, like, baseball fan nowadays. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. who knows if I would have picked it up. Mm-hmm. I would have thrown sliders, you know. <laughs> I would have had a big old chain on the bases. That's right. That's <laughs> right.
1: Uh, Belgium, where did where'd you start picking a basketball?
0: We have moved The summer. I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. We have moved to Belgium. And I picked up basketball, like, in September 2009. And it was funny because my dad had wrote me so many other sports. Like, I was doing karate. I was doing swimming, tennis. Like, who wants to play tennis? You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, for me, that's what my thought was. Uh, I was playing soccer. I, I did piano and guitar for Like, I was trying everything. And I remember I played my first basketball game organized, and one of my friends gave me an NBA sticker book. Back in the day, those sticker sure, books were sure. big. I remember those. I had it. He gave it to everyone one on the team. I had it. I bought me some sticker packs, and I just fell in love with basketball. Like I was like, I saw Kobe on the sticker mm-hmm. book, and so many other people. And if ever since then, like I, I told my dad, like I dropped every other sport, and I just fully invested in it, and it's paid off so far. So,
1: at one point, did you have your growth spurt?
0: I, I had it early because okay. at my team, and my teams from like nine to thirteen. I was always playing center, like, yeah, I go on YouTube, because they were recorded, I go okay. on YouTube, and watch. I was the center, like, I was running to five, like, passing the ball, screening, mm-hmm. and, like, I still kept growing, but I played older, so, like, there was bigger guys, like, you know, seven-footers, seven 6'11", seven and I kind of stayed at that six three, six four, but it's benefited me, I like it, you know, so. Well, so,
1: so when am I going to see you post up another guard and do a little jump hook? <laughs> yeah, come on. You had to have done it when were the same playing center. Yeah, I'm more comfortable with the fade than the yeah. hook. You know? Very comfortable with the fade. Yeah. Very comfortable with the fade. Yeah. Talking with Stephen Verplanken uh, of the uh, Weaver State men's basketball team. A tough one on, on Saturday. But uh, as a player, and I know I see it from my vantage point, the improvement from the first game to now is very measurable. And uh, uh, do you feel it as a player, as a team? Yeah, no, like
0: beginning of the season it was not what we wanted like you know a lot of losses a lot of traveling young team Mm -hmm. too but it's the thing like i think we stuck together like we always had that belief we knew we had to fix the defensive end we weren't very good in the beginning of the defensively and also like we weren't shooting the ball everybody asked coach duff like what is your strength shooting the ball but we really wasn't shooting the ball that great and i think we just stayed together the cohesion the work and a couple adjustments and then we came back and it was like we go. I mean, the San Martin win. Okay, it might be a Division Two win, mm-hmm. but it's still like we had just came off like so many rock bottoms. Right. You get a taste of winning, then you go long travel to Cal Poly. You know mm-hmm. how it is. Three mm-hmm. hour bus, fly right, to LA. Right. You win by almost thirty. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of guys step up. A lot of guys pretty good. Then you go into Utah. Utah State, and it's like, man, we ain't got nothing to lose. They nine and zero. We haven't like we haven't had a big win. You go in there, all the believers there. Then you go to BYU. We had him on the ropes. I think if I personally play better, we win. This is how hard I am on myself, you know? Like, but, like, as a team, like, we, we could have beat them on the floor. We've never done that in Weber history, you know? And now, like, we went to the starter base, Kai. We know we can beat anybody we play. Mm-hmm. Last game, Idaho State, we let one slip. And I think we, as a team, we talked about it. It was, like, it was us. Like, we gave them easy points, dumb fouls, box outs, OBs. I messed up twice on an OB out of bounds, gave the guy two layups. I'm like, how do we expect to win? But like, I think we can do it all. I think we can go to NCA, go dance, make it happen here. We just got to, like, care about the little things show up every day. But I think guys do because, like, today we come back. Great energy at practice. not like it was a funeral because mm-hmm. we lost. We all juiced up. We know it's the biggest road trip of the year right now, Montana, Montana State. So I think we're ready for it.
1: Uh, did it take you very long to get the feel for the in-state rivalry games at Utah State and BYU? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> as soon
0: as he stepped out there, you know it was. It was fun though. Like mm-hmm. it, it, you live for those, you know. Like as a kid, like like as a kid, you dream of those. Like, it was funny because you asked that. Like we went to Utah State, and like it wasn't even packed because the students weren't there. Right. But it felt so loud. Like, mm-hmm. it felt like everybody mm-hmm. was on top of you. Mm-hmm. But like, as a kid, that's that's what you dream about. Right, so, right. like, that was amazing.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, uh, much more enjoyable atmosphere to play in than uh, uh, the three games uh, down in Vegas <laughs> when there's less than 100 people at each game. <laughs> that might have been, like, 30 people at mm-hmm. every <laughs> All right, I was being kind. Well, yeah. we had at least 100 people for the Wright State game because they yeah, brought a lot of people. But they, they
0: did brought a lot of people mm-hmm. from Ohio. So mm-hmm. No, definitely, man. I love it. And then, uh, I think our, our home games, we've been getting more crowds. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I hope that community comes out and sees, like, we love playing for for the school. We love winning. So, man, like, Phil the D is going to be a special year. So,
1: Who's the funniest player on the team?
0: J.R. Ballard. <laughs>
1: Why does that not surprise me?
0: <laughs> he, he's special cat, man, but he's funny. So. He,
1: he is, and uh, uh, it's funny. He's really played much better coming off the bench than he did as a starter. He's really uh, – he comes in off the bench and gives you guys a, a, a real lift.
0: No, I totally agree, JR works hard, mm-hmm. always in the gym, I always see him in the gym, we shoot together sometimes, also just the juice he brings, mm-hmm. like, sometimes I'll be like, I need to bring more juice, because JR comes in there, it don't matter what happens, he gonna dive, he gonna go f- head first in the stands, he gonna take five charges every game, mm-hmm. so, like, that, that That matters, and, like, the thing is, like, he don't only really do that, he guards, he scores the ball, he's actually, like, a really better passer than when people give him credit to, like, that's a big attribute. And coming, having that come off the bench is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it
1: really is. Yeah, he's, he's provided a uh, huge – because, you know, you, you've probably seen it. Players who get uh, uh, moved from the starting lineup to the bench, sometimes they, they pout and sulk, and they, it takes them a while to get back into the groove. But he didn't miss a step.
0: No, I totally agree. And I've experienced that being a st- starter to bench last year and Southern Illinois. And it hits a little bit of your confidence, I'll be honest. Uh, it's not what something you want to do, but, like, I think he's embraced it and it's made our st- team better. Like, he stepped up in big moments. So,
1: I want to go back to something you talked about earlier. Where did you develop that fadeaway shot that's so uh, so potent? Uh,
0: I developed it when I first started playing. Mm-hmm. It was funny because the summer I was watching those tapes again when I was little. And I did the same thing. Like, the stop on two feet, turn around, and shoot it. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, man, I got it from there. <laughs> like, that was early. Mm-hmm. But, like, also, that was just, like, you know, you, you do it from youngs on. But, like, as I went on in high school here and uh, Division Two and then, like, Southern, like, I'm not the most athletic guy. You you don't see me dunking on people. But, like, I got to get it some other way. You know, some athletic guys, they want to go meet you at the rim. For me, it's more of playing, like, the angles. Like, if I hit you with a little shoulder, I can turn around. I have enough space to go right over you. I have just grinding. Like, I do it every day, so it's, like, it's just confidence, you know, confidence, believe, and just knowing the game.
1: Uh, again, you, you started your college career in Ohio, Southern Illinois in Illinois, and I'm an Illinois guy uh, from the Chicago area. What was your first reaction, your first visit out here, and you got a chance to see what the mountains were all about? It was amazing because I flew into Salt Lake, and it was, like, I don't want to say,
0: like, March-ish, mm-hmm. and it was still snow on the mountains. That was beautiful. I remember I stayed at a hotel downtown, mm-hmm. like, a Marriott, I looked amazing. Like, I love the mountains, and it's just so shocking still, you know. I love the, like, right, the school right by the mountains, too. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes you get out of breath walking to class, but <laughs> <laughs> that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. But I, I like it, man. I love it.
1: So. You know, it's uh, interesting, too, with this. Weber State Athletic Department, so much like a family, the, and it seems like watching, I mean, the, uh, the women's team came after losing their game at Idaho State on Saturday, a lot of them were at the game, you see players from the football team and from other sports at the game, it's really one big athletic family, not just team and team and team.
0: No, I totally agree, and that's something we emphasize as a team, and the beginning of the year was like we wanted to make it out to people's events, like we were at a couple soccer games, women's soccer games, like three, four, we almost went I want to say we almost went to all football games. That's mm-hmm. how I want to start snowing a little bit. You know, I'm a tropical guy. Uh, and then we we went to actually a couple of volleyball games, a couple of hockey mm-hmm. games. Because it's important. Like, you show love to people. They come show love to his back. And then when you have a big game, it's so much better. Like, we felt it on the road. It's so much better to have a crowd behind you where, like, you make that big three. You take that big charge. It's like, whoa. Like, the place is behind you. You know, that energy boost. So, no, it's definitely a big
1: community. So. Yeah, I, I don't mind the snow at the football games because in my position, I'm indoors.
0: <laughs> you see, I, I watch it from the TV. <laughs> but not, not, a Coach Mickey Mental is uh, as coach. I got, I gotta go sport. we, we Division right. Two guys. So. Right,
1: right. Uh, uh, rival schools too.
0: Yeah, we were in the same conference. Mm-hmm. So,
1: uh, I, I heard you guys were talking about uh, you guys had some long bus rides. Yeah, that was
0: a uh, yeah from Glenville to Notre Dame. I was like six and a half. Had to share a seat, like, that was crazy. Good days, man. It makes you appreciate where you're at. Though, Absolutely. So, I,
1: I did a little traveling with Division Three, so I know what you're talking about. That's what we. That's what I'm talking about, man. you got to appreciate where you are. Steven, appreciate you stopping by on this night. Go enjoy some uh, ice cream, and uh, we'll see you uh, at the airport, or actually see you on the bus to the airport tomorrow.
0: Sounds good, Steve. Thank you so much. Thank you. Stephen yes,
1: Verplankin of the men's basketball team. We're going to be joined next by Nate Levine, the assistant basketball coach for the women's program right after this timeout. This is the Far Better Sports Show on 103.1 the wave welcome back to a far better sports show on 103.1 the wave with your host steve clauke and welcome back our final segment here of the far better sports show far's ice cream 21st and grand in downtown ogden come on over we'll be here till 8 but they're open till 10 enjoy some great ice cream on this uh, rather wet night here in the valley but uh, it's been a fun night so far we're joined now by women's basketball assistant coach nate levine nate uh, well first of all thanks for coming on and again first timer thank you for having me first uh, first timers get the same question what's your favorite ice cream
4: so, favorite flavor. I see, I'm not uh, – people think I'm crazy, but I'm not a sweets person. Okay. But if I had to choose my favorite ice cream, I would say cookie dough. Uh-huh.
1: I could see that. Cookie I dough. I could see that. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Tim Crompton, his, his big thing here is the caramel apples.
2: Okay. Yeah, he there loves them. Uh,
1: uh, fifth year with the program, second as an assistant coach. Uh, uh, you, you know, I just talked to Stephen Verplanket, and uh, he talked about Division Two in Ohio and then Southern Illinois, now here at Weber State you've had an interesting go of it you're a native of atlanta you actually graduated from west high in salt lake and uh you also uh play basketball at cal poly so you've you've, uh, you've hit every time zone
4: i did i have and you know growing up here it was uh it was really like a good experience but um when you travel to other places you really <laughs> find out like there's a next there's a different level of basketball Mm -hmm. so every time every summer I would go play AAU and I would come back here and like I got better because I would go to Vegas and California Mm -hmm. and places in Texas and stuff like that and then you come back here and it's just that next level so
1: I don't know that I still have my score sheet. I, I probably do somewhere in my basement. But uh, uh, I was fortunate enough to do the games on the uh, KJAS uh, when uh, your West team uh, won the 2009 uh, Basketball <laughs> Championship uh, with uh, 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 Ty Corbinson.
4: Yes, and he's, he's actually still one of my best friends really? to this Good. day. And you know the funny thing, so we won the state championship in 2009. That was at the Maverick Center yes. in uh, West in Valley, Salt Lake. Yeah. Yeah, in okay. West Valley, and then coincidentally, my high school career ended at the D okay. at, at Weber State. Wow. We, we lost to Fremont mm-hmm. High School mm-hmm. my senior year in the it was the quarterfinals or the semifinals. So, just kind of full circle, how I end up back at Weber State after something like that.
1: And, and how did that take place? What uh, what got you into coaching?
4: So, probably. So after I was done, I was a walk-on at Cal Poly. Only played for two years. And after that, what, like, wasn't really sure what I was going to do. Ended up being a scout player for the women's team at Cal Poly. And um, just kind of, uh, I was getting into my junior and senior year. I've, I was a business major, but mm-hmm. didn't really know what I wanted to do. And uh, just kind of took an interest, because like, as a scout player, you're on the preparation side of things. Like you're learning the other team's plays, and then mm-hmm. running them mm-hmm. in the practice. So like, I'm working with the assistant coach that's doing the scout um, for the Cal Poly women's team every every uh, I was going five six times a week because I loved it and um, you just get kind of onto the coaching side of things and I was like man I, I love basketball I want to stay with it so after I graduated I continued I coached high school and was uh, continually trying to get into the college uh, side of things so
1: I always talked to coach Ray about it Talked to coach depth about it uh, The guys on the scout team; uh, those are the unsung heroes. Exactly, exactly. Come in, work hard every day. No glory. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Uh, Got off to a great start this year. We're four and four. Took two out of three in a tournament at Providence, but uh, the schedule certainly uh, was tough, and it's been a bit of a struggle of late. What's been uh, uh, the situation? What uh, needs to be done to turn things back in
4: your favor? Yeah. So. You know, the thing about our current streak right now is that I haven't been... There's only one game that was, I would say, discouraging for our team, and that was the Northern Colorado game. And that was my scout, so I take full blame for that because we had a game plan that I cooked up, and it didn't work. We were down 25-5 to in the first quarter, um, and it just didn't work. So that's the only one that I think, like, man, we were, like, out of that game. But, like, you look at some of the... Uh, I would, no loss is good, but we had some good losses Mm -hmm. in there. Like, you look at the University of Utah game, like, we we came out and we were competing with them, but um, obviously they have a higher level of athlete, higher level of player, and that just wore on us as the game went on. Um, But you, you take a look at the last couple of games that we've had, NAU, we go into the media timeout in the third quarter only down one point and idaho state we are up one point um with 7:30 left in the game so you look at those games and like we are competing and we're getting better every single game so like we take away some like, positives from every single game and we're encouraged and we continue to build and like if you look at the record it doesn't look good but we're building mm-hmm. and one thing about coach v I've been with her every single year. She has the teams playing their best in January, February, and March. And that's when
1: it matters. Absolutely. Uh, You know, uh, how much if any of the struggle is trying to incorporate Emma Torbert and Ava Williams back in a lineup because uh, uh, Emma missed uh, the first ten games of the season uh, Ava was out uh, for a couple of months uh, and those are two key cogs uh, as far as the lineup is concerned how much of it is trying to get them back into the flow of things?
4: Yeah, that's, that's a huge piece for us and I didn't even mention that in the, in the streak that we're on right now is like we've been without two like very important players throughout that streak and in getting them back it's more than just them coming back it's them working themselves into game shape them running plays that they haven't been running in practice the entire season because they've been watching. So them getting the timing of all that stuff and um, understanding where they're supposed to be and meshing with teammates that are in new roles this year. They're both returners, and they both played a lot of minutes last year. But them meshing with new teammates who maybe didn't play those uh, heavy minutes last year is something that uh, we're trying to incorporate right now.
1: Which takes longer, uh, getting their... uh, uh meshing defensively or offensively i think offensively
4: Mm -hmm. um because defensively we've had the same principles the entire time we've been here um and and they know them they know them well but offensively um it takes a while because for example like we switch sides of the floor i don't want to get too deep into our game plan here Mm -hmm. but um on a lot of our plays this year we switch sides of the floor um so like, them learning that stuff and just getting used to it. Like, they know the plays, but just getting used to the timing and, um, like I said, meshing with the new teammates.
1: Now, again, again, you know, nobody likes to lose, but the key is playing your best basketball going to Boise.
4: Yep, exactly, exactly. And I think we're doing that. Um, like, especially, like, you look at the the last two games, especially um, NAU just swept the Montana's for mm-hmm. the first time since 2005. They have a really good team this year. Idaho State still has players um, that have won multiple championships. Like they had a lot of roster turn- turnover, but still have multiple players that have won multiple championships. So that um, championship culture is still there for them. And we're competing with the, like we're giving those teams a run for their money at their place. Um, so I look at that as a huge positive. We haven't had a lot of road games lately. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're excited to be, or er, a lot of home games lately. So mm-hmm. we're excited to be back at home right, this exactly. week and going forward. Not that it's not going to be tough because the Montanas are always tough, but we're excited to be home.
1: Why is Jaden Matthews such a double-double uh, machine? She's got six already this year. Yeah, you know, she's special. She's really
4: special. Um, just works really hard. I'd say that's number one. Um, has a good body for rebounding. Just super strong. Um, and then on the offensive end, she makes her
1: layups. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that's underrated. Making your layups is underrated. So, uh, What makes Darren Hickok tick? Because she's uh, your leading scorer and has had some big numbers of late. Yeah.
4: Um, the ultimate competitor, I would say, um, on our team, like a dog, um, a competitive mentality from, from the jump. Um, someone who attacks the basket, so she's going to get some easy ones early. Um, and then I, I saw a stat today that I was shocked by, but like, it makes sense to me. She's averaging 7.9 free throws a game which is fifth in all of NCAA Division One. Wow. And there's players on that, li- like Caitlin Clark from Iowa, who averages, like, 28 oh, yeah. points a game or whatever it is. I mean, she's got
1: NBA players tweeting back at her. Exactly.
4: And then uh, Angel Reese from LSU was number one at, like, nine a game, and LSU was undefeated. And then you look at number five on the list, and it's it's Darren. And um, so it's, it just says, like, speaks to how aggressive she is on the offensive end and like what kind of uh production you're going to get out of that you've
1: experienced this uh uh, and you have experienced what jorge ruiz is going through right now (laughs) making the switch from ops director to being an assistant coach how difficult is that
4: um it's tough you know uh I, i was very fortunate in that uh coach v allowed me a lot of Uh, basketball related responsibilities in my first three years and that uh, greatly prepared me. My very first year um, Elaine Elliott, uh, she was a head coach at the University of Utah for a long time, um, made it to the Elite Mm -hmm. Eight and I used to work with her on scouts. Um, She would have every third scout and I was fortunate enough to do like the personnel stuff for her and see how she prepared for the game so it was actually a pretty seamless transition for me last year but the thing that I and I'm still working on this to this day is like presenting to the presenting a scout to the team and addressing the team and addressing players you just have to find your niche kind of and that's something I'm still working on today and probably the biggest transition is just talking a lot more well, Coach,
1: we appreciate you coming by on this uh, Tuesday night. Best of luck this week. Get things turned around. Montana, 6 o'clock on Thursday, 1 o'clock on Saturday against Montana State. Both those teams, 2-2 two and two in Big Sky play. Appreciate it. You and Coach uh, V and the staff uh, have uh, two good game plans this week, and uh, we wish you the best of luck.
4: Thank you for having me. Appreciate Uh, it, Steve.
1: That's uh, Nate Levine. He's uh, one of the assistant coaches for the women's basketball program here at Weber State, and uh, that'll just about do it for us on this month's edition of the Far Better Sports Show. Our thanks to uh, Athletic Director Tim Crompton, Head Football Coach Mickey Mental. Well, Weber State men's basketball guard Stephen Verplanken and women's basketball assistant Nate Levine for being our guest. Thanks to uh, uh, Mike and the folks here at Far Better for their hospitality as always. And as always, we appreciate you and thank you for listening. This has been the January edition of our Far Better Sports Show right here on 1031 The Wave.